everybody. Welcome to the Talking Disney Classics podcast. And then this is the show where we like to talk about Disney films. And today we're doing one of our bonuses. We're actually talking about a Pixar film today. We're talking about the movie Up. Uh, for a long time, my favorite movie uh, of all movies. <laughs> and I still really, really love it. So I'm excited to get a chance to talk about it. I'm film critic Rachel Wagner and Stanford's here. Hey, how's it going? Doing good, doing good. And so I'm really looking forward to talking about this movie. And uh, yeah, this movie was only the second movie to be nominated, animated film to be nominated for Best Picture. Uh, So that was really exciting. And uh, it was a winner of two Oscars for score and for animated film. And uh, what was your experience with this movie as far as when you uh, saw it and everything? And what what did you think of it? I adore this movie and have from the very first time that I saw it, I saw it in the theater opening weekend. And, you know, I just, Pixar, you know, I I don't know. Someone probably has a name for Rachel. I kind of feel like this is like this golden era of Pixar films, Uh, you know, with Ratatouille, WALL-E, you know, I mean, just these films were all so exceptionally good, in my opinion. And up, uh, just I think it's a perfect movie. I just I I, I love everything. I just love everything about it. Uh, anytime I can rewatch it, I do. I can. This is I was thrilled to be able to watch it again this weekend. You know, to prep to prep for the podcast. And uh, anyway, love I love everything yeah. about this movie. This movie. And I feel like for some reason it's gotten like a, a backlash, probably because it was so successful that. Uh, you hear a lot of people with criticisms that, oh, it's only the first 10 minutes. That's great. Uh, things like that. But but I disagree. And we're going to talk I, about why. Oh, yeah, I totally disagree. <laughs> it's just nonsense. It's just people needing something to criticize, you know? <laughs> yeah. And I showed you a picture, but uh, when I bought my house, it was my first home oh, my I goodness. ever purchased. This is the coolest. I- <laughs> Uh, it was it was right around my birthday. I closed on the house on the 30th of January. My birthday's on the 23rd. And so I, I wanted to do an open house, but I kind of made it a combined birthday party slash open house party. And I uh, had a up. I always wanted to do one of those like fancy cakes, you know? Yeah. With, yeah. And uh, and so I had one made uh, with an up house on the top with the balloons with everything it had uh it had two tiers one tier with all of my favorite vacation places there was Hawaii there was New York there was Utah on there uh, my favorite places and then my then the second layer was like clouds and stuff like that and then yeah and then the top had this little house on it and like the up house and uh it was just a special I was saying on Twitter that it very well might have been the best day of my life <laughs> Uh, that cake, getting, to all, getting all to see all my friends and i had like an adventure book and i had uh i had a grape uh buttons for everybody oh. it was really fun how fun oh you know what a happy day and that <laughs> that cake was seriously remarkable absolutely <laughs> remarkable uh you know that should have gone that could go into one of those contests you know cake making yeah. contests and win <laughs> it was beautiful just beautiful and meaningful you know i yeah. just you know that it's your home and anyway i just that's so cool now speaking of the up house too rachel there's there's this famous house that's 
here in uh, you know in the Salt Lake Valley mm-hmm. where we both live uh, that was modeled that was built to you know be like a real life instance of the of, of Carl Fredersen's house. Yeah. Now I've always seen pictures. Like, Have you ever been? I mean, I've driven by it, but I've, I've never, never been, driven by it. I've, I've got never, to. Uh, yeah, I've never been inside or uh or you know had pictures taken or whatever like you can i know people do like their engagement photos and things like that there yeah and uh that would be really fun (laughs) fun yeah i gotta go i need one of these years i gotta go and drive yeah we would try buy it we should field trip (laughs) um and disney field trip and the uh the reason why we decided to talk about this this month is that with the release of elemental then we have carl's date is uh yeah, scheduled which is short, gonna be fun short film the return of the short film in front of a pixar release i'm excited yeah they haven't had one since bow in 2018 yeah uh and uh it says i'm just looking at the wikipedia on it Paul Fredrickson reluctantly goes on his first date since his late late wife ellie's death but admits having no idea how dating works so they must have gotten this recorded before ed asner passed yeah, away it's that's like, what i'm wondering is he credited I, I haven't checked to see if he's if he's you I think know it was just barely it says prior to his death on august 29th 2021 ed asner recorded his dialogue in the spring of 2021 okay so it looks like they got very lucky oh that'll be wonderful he he was just so great in this role oh my goodness mm-hmm. yeah so i'm excited to see him in this new one yes me too Mm-hmm. And uh, it looks like Peterson says uh, that the director's uh, Bob Peterson. Bob Peterson. Says, no one will ever replace Ellie for Carl. This is just friendship. This is just honoring her. Ellie saying, go have a new adventure. And this really puts that to the test. Should he do this or not? So that sounds fun. Oh, I'm excited. Can't mm-hmm. wait. I've, I love the, uh, was it Doug Day's? I can't remember the oh, name yeah, of, yeah. of the short films that were on Disney Plus that were just about Doug and and Carl uh, mm-hmm. and Russell. You know, just kind of had a little domestic stuff at Carl's house. I think Russell was in some of the episodes, but for sure, Carl and Doug were. And uh, all those, I thought those were really fun. Really, really yeah. cute. Yeah, me too. Uh, so let's start on this opening sequence. They call it Married Life opening sequence that they have. That you start out with the spotlight, spotlight on adventure, you know, that they do and telling Don't you love that? As, you know, a great yeah. way to introduce Charles Muntz. And, yeah. and then, of course, these two kids, how Carl and Ellie meet when they're young. Yeah. So they had a problem with Carl and Muntz being portrayed as basically the same age or close to age in the movie. And they were originally going to have Muntz uh, have taking they were going to have kevin's eggs be like fountains of youth and so that that was going to explain why they were the basically the same age uh but it just was too clunky in the script and they said that p doctor said that they felt like the uh the audiences would be forgiving of this um it says uh that um uh, but he was too distracting and he said he felt like people would forgive the minor inconsistency in the story which it I doesn't think bug is, me is true what yeah. do you think about yeah. that no i agree i i agree i yeah i mean just like with beauty and the beast you mean you can nitpick it and be like why does why uh 
why did they say you know that they were uh, in the the the, the timeline doesn't quite make sense with be our guest when he talks about 10 years we've been resting and uh, you know what were they like uh, how old is chip and what you know it, it's confusing but <laughs> yeah. it doesn't matter who cares like yeah <laughs> the movie's delightful every movie has plot holes every movie has if you're looking for a flawless film then you're going to be waiting a long time long time <laughs> uh so yeah, it doesn't bother me, but that is something that they, there is a reason. It's not like they didn't consider that and they, you know, they just had to do what they had to do to make the story work. Uh, but yeah, there's the spirit of adventure and then you meet Ellie and she has her uh, adventure book and she says, crush your heart. And that's a theme throughout the the whole movie is crush your heart, which I love. I do too. Yeah. And she says, I'm saving these pages for all the adventures I'm going to have. And, and then swear you'll take us, cross your heart. And then yeah. this is where it gets into the, the montage part of it. Right. The montage with just, you know, the wonderful music. And I just think the thing that moves everybody who sees it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. They, you see that they can't have kids, which is really sad uh, for Ellie, especially. Uh, and you see their their whole life together you see all the different ties i love that montage of i do too the ties tightness ties mm-hmm. that's so good and you find out about the grape soda club uh and um and then we get we get out of that and i think what the problem is is that people seem to miss it seems like uh, that are so focused on that introductory uh and mo- introductory sequence is that that sequence is a tragedy in the eyes of Carl. That's not like a happy sequence. It's He feels like he has let Ellie down. He feels all this regret. And yeah. throughout the whole movie, he keeps talking to her and how frustrated he is and how sad he is and and all of that. And, and so it's not really a, it's, I don't know. It's, to me, it, you, to me, they set up that introductory uh, life for him. And then the whole rest of the movie is then building upon that to getting to the point where he sees Ellie's note and you know, go on, have your adventure. And he realizes that she didn't have regret, that she loved him no matter what, and uh, that she really valued him. And to me, that's what makes the whole story pay off this I think you couldn't just have the married life sequence. You need the whole movie and that whole relationship between Ellie and Carl to get to that moment where he realizes that he was truly loved. And, uh, and even just talking about it, I actually it's so beautiful. It's it. beautiful. I know. I mean, I just, you know, cried throughout. There's like three yeah. places I'm always crying up and I did again, you know, rewatching it. Uh, yeah. I appreciate your, your, you know, your analysis of this because the uh that whole sequence which is so oh it's such a wonderful way i thought it's such a wonderful storytelling device to talk about how deeply these two love each other and really what a good life that they've had and then as you said it ends he's you know i mean carl is devastated yeah and also carl is stuck and that's a good way to put it and he at least from you know from my perspective he uses his love for ellie it's all tied in with with the house right 
And I mean, I'm jumping ahead, but the house literally becomes like this beast of burden, you know, on him. I mean, that's my other yeah. but it's a burden. Like yeah. he's he's the beast of burden. He's like, he's like hauling it with the garden hose, you know. Well, it's kind of symbolic of his regret. Yeah. He feels exactly. like he didn't love her enough. He feels like the life wasn't good enough because there were no all the stuff I'm going to do. There was no adventure you know yeah. that he had promised her well and then you know and then what's so sad too we learned about in that montage is that harry finally just says you know to heck with it and he goes and buys those plane tickets to venezuela yeah and then ellie gets sick and they can't go and mm-hmm. and uh you know those plane tickets if i'm not mistaken he kind of he keeps them on the mantle yeah and and uh Anyway, just yeah, it's all like a symbol of I failed, right? I fa- I failed my wife, and and now she's gone, and well, you know, life is not worth living. Are you a fan of Rachel's reviews? Do you look forward to Family Movie Night, female film critics panels, or the Talking Disney podcast? If so, please consider supporting the podcast by becoming a patron. As a patron, you get to access monthly events such as the watch-alongs and Q&As, where you get to talk to stars and find out the behind the scenes of the movie making industry. And you can pick what I review for Family Movie Night or even become a guest on the podcast. Podcasts and YouTube channels are expensive and I really, really could use your help. I would so appreciate it. You also get to be a member of the Facebook group where we talk about all the films that we're seeing and we have so much fun. Go to patreon.com slash hallmarkies and select one of the Rachel's fan tiers. That's patreon.com slash hallmarkies. And so again, everything, progress and all this stuff is going on around him, you know, like with, which I think is symbolic of all the new construction and then his house remains he because he's not going to give it up and and i don't necessarily want to fall back because you know he's all you know he's elderly and you know this house means so much to him but also he's not willing to go on to that that quote-unquote next adventure Mm -hmm. you know yeah well he feels like the next adventure is just to to die right that's another thing stady oaks Right. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and that's what I was thinking makes the ending so mo- moving is that is that he's found his new adventure with Russell and he's there with him when Russell needs him. And and, and, they, and Russell talks about the best things in life are are just the uh, the when you're counting the blue and green yeah, I mean, blue and yeah. red cars. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so uh, so Russell he's there to assist the elderly. <laughs> <laughs> And isn't Russell like one of the greatest characters ever? Yeah, I he's mean, really cute. He's so cute. I mean, they greatly like, they found just such a great little child actor for him. Yeah. But the script is so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really cute. And uh, and then you see this scene where in the montage you had seen them creating the mailbox with their with their hands and paint everything, and then the construction worker takes down the mailbox and. He gets really upset and hits the man with his cane because they're trying to build all around his house. He doesn't want to sell his house. And uh, and so that's when this whole plan kind of comes to because he's declared as a menace. Yeah, and they're um, going to send him to Shady Oaks, you know, to this retirement yeah. community. And he's like, the guys from Shady Oaks will pick you up in the morning. And then you see him looking through the the adventure book stuff I'm going to do. And he just, 
he's just devastated. It's so sad. Every time, every time he looks at that book, it breaks my heart. Yeah. It's so good. And, uh, and then, so he, he ends up, they come to pick him up and he's like, sayonara suckers. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, that he's blown up all these balloons, uh, and made his house into, uh, a, a flying house. <laughs> Isn't that just like the most whimsical yeah. thing? It really reminds me of like something that you see in the Miyazaki film yeah um, it does have that i can see that yeah but but then it's it's its own wonderful self you know that that these bazillion balloons that he, you know, <laughs> he's got <laughs> and as well as the navigation system that he's developed and everything uh so delightful and he goes up there and uh and then all of a sudden on his door knock 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 and he's like what and russell is there on <laughs> <laughs> <found> the snipes <laughs> oh, so i love that shot with russell you know just kind of clinging to the side of the house when <laughs> when carl opens the front yeah. door <laughs> yeah oh. <laughs> and uh, so then yeah you see some pretty fun adventures they're going through the sky and uh and he, he says that uh he um he talks to ellie and he says i came all this way to get stuck in this rock pile but don't you worry we'll get our house over there and uh, so then they're going to kind of drag it uh over to the other side that storm so. sequence is exciting it kind mm -hmm. of Kind of Wizard of Oz esque in a way. Yeah. I mean, but it's but it's cool. I mean, I you know I, I, I love it. And then when they discover uh, where they are, this film has got so that. many great. Oh, sorry, after you. No, I I can see that. Yeah, it's it, the Wizard of Oz comparison. I wouldn't have thought of it, but yeah, I can see that. I love the uh, to just all. There's so many great little side gags and things that happen. One of my favorites is when Russell's talking about his GPS. Like, oh yeah, this oh, GPS yeah. helping me through the storm. Beep boop 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 whatever, and then. It, yeah, he accidentally hugs it out the window. Yeah, that's a good one. It's it's one of the many. I love just to backtrack just a touch. One of my favorites is when Carl is coming after, you know, after that opening montage and we're all crying. You know, Carl wakes up at home and there's you know going through his day and he's 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 got that stair glider thing or whatever yeah. that, you know people who do, who aren't able to use stairs was, <laughs> it's just i just love the the tone of it you know just how it's so slow and mm -hmm. anyway yeah lots of, lots of good stuff in this film with that i think well and it's really regard. good too because you see him over the course of the movie they walk all this way and and come up against months and and other things like you see him kind of come alive as a person yes where he's in this rut like you were saying he's stuck yeah yeah and i just love how he just talks to ellie i do too that. he just kind of talks at the house is yeah and it is kind of interesting that as the story goes he becomes kind of less sentimental because he yeah. he has now these relationships with real with a real person <laughs> right right i mean and living person mm -hmm. yeah and, and he's dealing with the problems right in front of him you know mm -hmm. yeah yeah and that he's valued as like a human that his effort actually matters in this and he's, he's oh. like, he, i'm gonna get this house to yeah. the other side if it kills yeah. me yeah yep <laughs> 
and uh and then uh he tells yeah i thought it was funny he says to uh russell that let's play the game let's see who can be quiet the longest cool my mom loves that <laughs> my game. mom loves this game <laughs> <laughs> which was really funny like any parent or anybody's you know (laughs) hung out with kids like yeah (laughs) yeah and we start to learn more about russell as they walk we learn that he's never been camping before and yet his dad loves camping which is a little you know that makes carl kind of like um and uh and then he then they meet kevin and uh, and that's when Russell says, "I'm a wilderness explorer. So I'm a friend to all nature." Um, I will say, for the most part, this movie looks beautiful. It still holds up the animation, but some of the animation with Kevin is the only part that I think doesn't. It looks a little. How oh, interesting! What parts yeah. for you? Because I, I I didn't have that. I didn't have that experience. But what, I, tell me about it. It was the only time when, like, when he's sort of lurching forward. That some of the rendering looked a little, uh, a little, that sort of lower grade, yeah. Um, to you know, CG animation. Uh, there were just some spots with Kevin that the rendering looked a little fuzzy to me. Uh, yeah, and, no, that's, uh, that's okay. So that's the only thing that I I noticed in that I had never noticed before. Mm-hmm. Um, but the relationship between Kevin and Russell is very sweet. I like it too. I, mm-hmm. yeah, I, <laughs> Kevin is the, is such a great character and again, you know, impressive because it's a fully pantomime character other than just kind of like the sounds he, mm-hmm. he makes, but, oh, Kevin's great. So then we get introduced to the dogs and Doug and we oh get gosh, the alpha squeaky Doug. voice uh well the oh, squeaky so voice of funny. alpha yeah squirrel <laughs> <laughs> i mean some people don't like the dogs some people it's too silly it's too much but how do you feel oh i love the dogs love them <laughs> i think i think they're so funny it it fits with what charles Muntz, you know i mean they tie that all in with with him you know particularly that reel you know that we see at the beginning of the movie but i I think they're hilarious and i mean doug is like one of my favorite characters it just he's just so so cute because again that's just what you clearly i think somebody has owned owned a golden retriever you know (laughs) but uh just because i just feel like they just what the things that doug says probably is what the dog is thinking you know (laughs) and it just worked i just thought i just thought it all worked and and sure maybe they're cartoony but the whole thing's cartoony yeah i I can understand when when they have the dogs literally flying planes i i guess i can kind of understand that that does sort of get into a little bit more absurd but then in a way that really bothered me i was fine like if i'm gonna believe that he and do this with his house and set up all of these balloons in one night like i i don't know i feel like yeah. flying dogs aren't too much of a stress well and then you know months i think is so crazy that yeah he's probably going to build planes for his dogs you know and train him how to do train him how to use it i yeah. thought it was hilarious that don't they bite into a bone and that's how they start shooting you know, I like is there some kind oh, of like I didn't a, even uh, that. a bone shape. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. It's just it worked for me. I mean, clearly mm-hmm. it's out there, but 
the whole movie is. Yeah, I agree. You know, it's this very human story wrapped up in just this, this huge fantasy, which is just delightful, you know, really, mm-hmm. in my opinion. So some things I learned in researching. So Pete Doctor said that the film reflects his friendships with Disney veterans, Frank Thomas, Ollie Johnston, and Joe Grant, who all died before the film's release, and thus the film was dedicated to them. So they were oh, kind of his nice. mentors. Yeah. Which is nice. Yeah, Pete Doctor is a real Disney historian, you know. Yeah. Uh, um that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I must say. I thought that I would love his tenure as president of Pixar a little bit more than I have. Uh, I don't think any of the movies have been awful, but I think almost every single one has been a bit of a mixed bag for me, uh, have been a little uneven. Um, and I don't know if they're just sort of not embracing the story meeting in a group that they that was such an important part of Pixar for so long. It's just working on those stories the way that they did. Uh, if that's kind of, if they're more free reign, it seems like, I don't know, but it just seems like the movies have been more messy since he took over in my, yeah, no, I, you know, you, you bring up a really good point and I've, I've been concerned about that and I don't know how much of it's Pete doctor, how much of it is the departure of John Lasseter, how much Mm -hmm. of it is, uh, Disney's, uh, focus on inclusivity and, uh, you know, maybe all of the above. Yeah. Um, Because I thought, oh my gosh, I'm going to absolutely love this. Because I, I at that point, I had absolutely loved every single one of his movies. Uh, But, uh, but yeah, it's interesting. Uh, It's interesting. You know, the whole thing, the whole thing is interesting. I, I mean, it's a bit of a tangent, but I'm, I'm just worried generally for for both Pixar and and Walt Disney Animation Studios. I I think both of them have have really lost their way again i mean it happens yeah. and they've been able to come back but i don't know if they're going to be able to come back it's unusual time. that i feel like both of them happened at the same time yeah i feel like in almost every other because it seems like every 10 years or so disney the disney company goes through this like kind of purging and renaissance and kind of thing whether it's even the parks the other stuff it just seems like they always kind of have this cycle yeah even going back to the days of Walt, you know, oh, yeah. the, uh, the, you know, the golden age, and then you had the wartime and then you had to rebuild, uh, in the fifties and, and Walt died. And... Yeah. And then another dark time. And so it's interesting, uh, but, uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll, we'll I see. Mean, I, they'll get out of it, but. Well, it, or, I mean, I hope they do. I, I don't know if they, I don't know if they will. I could see Pixar not getting out of it. I mean, Disney is going to still be a major company, but, but how they, um, I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see how this elemental does and some of these things. I think Pixar and, really needs an, a hit. They yeah. need a hit. They need a hit movie. They need a really good movie. Yeah. And, and uh, I mean, so does Disney, but, but uh, we'll, we'll see. I, I wonder, I don't know, uh, with uh, Inside Out 2, coming out next summer i know pete doctor's yeah. not directing it but is it going to have kind of his magic touch mm-hmm. also you know just maybe pete doctor could just be a better filmmaker than he is administrator and and uh yeah. you know it's totally yeah. different skill sets it's kind of weird yeah how we expect that to just sort of roll over yeah and uh <laughs> and you know 
Jennifer Lee's had some hits at you know at, at Disney. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I thought Encanto. Uh, Encanto in particular was excellent, but mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and kind of hit all the right marks with the stuff that Disney's trying to do mm-hmm. right now. You know, with again with inclusivity and and uh, and whatnot, and it was excellent. I thought it was just excellent artistically, but. I don't you know. Yeah. Anyway, I'm worried. Yeah, uh, I'm worried about it. And, and and I hear what you're saying about about Pete Doctor, but I just felt so glad that at least we were able to get these wonderful movies out of Pete Doctor. I think that yeah, you know, up like is up is just a is just a really brilliant, brilliant film. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. And so then we have this whole scene with months uh taking them to having them for dinner. And then things start to devolve very well. Very you, you learn what a nut job he actually <laughs> yeah. is. Yeah. And I know uh, that's kind of one of, the, one of the things, Rachel, that, you know, like these villain reveals that necessarily, I, I think you and I both don't necessarily love. I thought this one worked. Mm-hmm. What did you, what did you think of when you, we learned really what Charles Muntz is all about? No, I agree. I think the problem partly is we've just seen it so many times now oh, yeah. that it's starting to lose. Like it still worked for me in Frozen. It basically worked for me in Wreck and Ralph for that story. Um, but now it's just been decades. I mean, it's been so long since they had a traditional evil villain. And uh, and you know, then they've been doing this generational trauma villain for a while. And it's just you can only play those cards so many times before it starts to feel a little yeah overkill but i do think he's pretty good and you got you know christopher Plummer. i mean amazing christopher Plummer is so good in this <laughs> yeah. role so good and of course ed asner so good as uh, as carl and we'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast it's the hallmarkies merch store are you looking for that perfect gift for the postable hardy or hallmarky in your life what about getting that t-shirt or hoodie that will help you stand out at your next holiday party now is the time to check out the Hallmarkies merch store. Full of festive designs by artists like Jessica Miller, Carrie from Hallmark Comics, and more. You can even have more than just shirts, but totes, cell phone cases, notebooks, mugs, and more. And it isn't just Hallmark. We have designs for Anna Green Gables, Man from Snowy River, The Nanny, and more. Every purchase at the merch store goes to help support the podcast and allows us to make the great content you know and love. There are frequent sales, so go to tpublic.com slash stores slash Hallmarkies or see the link in the description. That's tpublic.com slash stores slash Hallmarkies. Researchers said the doctor, Pete Doctor, felt that Brant's uh, personality influenced Carl's deceased wife, Ellie, more than the grouchy main character. And Carl was primarily based on Spencer Tracy, Walter Manthau, James Whitmore, and their own grandparents. Because there was something sweet about these grumpy old guys. Yeah. That's what they said. So that uh, is uh, is fun. So they were kind of, they took, I guess, Grant's uh, deceased wife and kind of worked Ellie around that. Um, but he definitely, I can see, certainly his Lou Grant character. I think you can see that kind of in Carl. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, these sort of, and I have a weakness for like grumpy old men stories. <laughs> uh, I think part of it, he wasn't a grumpy old man. I have one grandfather that was a very grumpy old man, but we didn't have a, a good relationship. But my other grandfather was the sweetest, most wonderful human of my whole life that I've ever known. And uh, he was the kind of person that just made everyone feel better uh, about your 
self. <laughs> the fact he was such a Christ-like human and just a wonderful person. And I miss him literally every day. And he's, he passed away in 2001 and uh, I still miss him every yeah, day. Yeah. Um, what an impact, you know, wonderful, he had on your life. Yeah. He was a wonderful person. And, uh, and so I think that's why I have such a soft spot for these kind of old man characters. Yeah. I love my grandfather so much. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like Grant Torino and movies like that. Right. <laughs> exactly. But, uh, and then I love the scene like we were talking about where they're eating ice cream at Fenton's and counting all the blue cars and red cars and whoever gets the most wins. And he says, it might sound boring, but I think boring stuff is the stuff I remember the most. So, you know, maybe- I, I love how, yeah, there's these, we learn all these things from Russell. Yeah. Uh, his life. Yeah. Have Have you ever been to Fenton's in, I have. in the Bay Area? I yeah, have. Me too. After I saw up, you know, because <laughs> I, <went laughs> I didn't know about it until yeah. then. And, and I went and uh, sought it out and it was tasty. Yeah. <laughs> and I wanted great... to sit on the curb. <laughs> my dad grew up in the Bay Area. And so oh, okay. my grandparents uh, were, his parents were there uh, for my whole life. And I had a really, real that with that, grandparents i had a really great relationship with my grandma um and uh and so yeah going to fenton's and uh, they have a uh a sunday called the black and tan yes uh, that's made with almond ice cream i believe and and then with caramel which is the the tan and hot fudge which is the black obviously and it is so good <laughs> delicious yeah i can't remember specifically what i had there i remember i just thought that was such a great name for a you know for a Sunday, but uh delicious ice cream and just clearly an institution. I mean, how long yeah has it been in business? It's been for there for a long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very similar and to it was packed. In a in Utah, we have Leatherbees. That's very similar. Yeah. Yeah, very similar. So all right. Then we have uh the uh we have months capturing Kevin lighting the house on fire. And then Russell gets very upset and says, you gave away Kevin. You just gave her away. And, and then Carl says, this is none of my concern and bad dog, bad dog. Oh, I know. He says, I'm going to paradise falls if it kills me. And then that's what he does. He goes, he takes the house and, uh, and he says, okay. (laughs) And that's when you see, uh, Russell going away in the um balloons and don't you love it that he's russell ties himself to the balloons as well as he uses the oh yeah the the, leaf blower yeah that's good (laughs) which is so i mean again a great i just thought these story guys are so clever that's a great way for him to be able to move himself around you know because clearly that's a problem like how's he going to get up there uh Mm -hmm. you know just to try to save kevin and uh and when he uh, takes all the furniture out just before is when he, uh, when Carl reads the, he turns the page after the stuff I'm going to do. And you see, uh, you see Ellie saying, thanks for the adventure. Now go have a new one. Well, and Ellie put it on all these great snapshots you yeah, know, of, their their life life. To, of their life together. And that's I ball, you know, that's one of the yeah, times I always cry. So um, you said, is that a, my adventure book? You know, always tears, but. But uh, it's so meaningful because I you know, that you know Carl 
that's when he realizes he's he's been carrying around all this weight and really ellie loved him and he needs to keep living he's alive he needs to keep living and and uh uh anyway it's meaning i think it's so meaningful and so touching yeah i agree and uh, and then you have this whole sort of final sequence of them going to get Mun- to get Kevin from months and uh, and he's using his tennis balls uh, to distract the dogs and um, you see Russell hanging from the hose <laughs> and and before he wasn't able to climb up the hose but then he's able to do it. He says, he gives, I will use all my wilderness training. Yeah. He, Carl, you know, motivates him by doing the wilderness, that, that call. That one, ah, ah. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and they, yeah, Carl fights months with his, uh, and they, it's the oldest fight ever with them both. Which is going out. So funny. You know, I just thought, yeah. yeah. Muntz has got this incredibly heavy sword and Carl, <laughs> you know, just stretches of the, <laughs> I, I love that. I get, I think that's one of the many things that, that I've already mentioned that, that I love about the show is that there's lots of humor yeah, and, and, and finally like good humor. You know, I just think this is, this is funny. This is just so funny and yeah. uh, clever. Yeah. It is a pretty kind of sh- shocking death for months that oh i'm so happy with the balloons and then see a jerk he's so horrible it is shocking he he lets the house go and then he goes he has like a gaston death you know Mm -hmm. although from a little greater height (laughs) yeah he does (laughs) yeah Yeah. as that fall yeah and so then uh, the house ends up landing uh right by paradise falls you know that's the final shot of the movie and i just thought it was so it's just pointed frosting on the cake you know just like you know that's the same thing that they had in their house was they had their house with the paradise falls and so it's very it brings it all together and uh and it says you know it's just a you know it's just a house carl says and uh, that's when we see kevin has babies uh and you see the cute babies and yeah yeah it's really cute it's so cute have you seen that uh kevin uh, animatronic at a um uh, a character in i've a never Animal seen Kingdom? it in person but i've seen you know youtube yeah pictures of it it's There's pretty amazing of it. it's cool i don't i want to yeah. i love to see it i thought i thought it looked great yeah yeah um so then they uh and and they have a up a uh, bird show right at animal kingdom i, I think. think so there is yeah. a bird show and i think yeah maybe it's themed to up yeah yeah i've never been uh to um i've never been to animal kingdom, animal kingdom. did they have a up attraction at the um, pixar pier in disney no I, I they don't i'm wondering if they have maybe one of the midway games is themed up what they do have and i think some remnants still remain in California Adventure, there's this uh, wilderness trail that oh, was yeah. themed themed. It's I said multiple themes. I think at some point it became a Brother Bear promotional area, but they also turned it into a spot where you could go in and like earn wilderness badges. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, kind of like a kid activity area, which I thought was cute. I yeah. walked through this for the first time in many many years 
earlier, like when I was there in February. And mm-hmm. um, a couple of my friends I was with had never been there in there at all. So yeah. it was interesting to walk around. It's really kind of schizophrenic now. They sell some of the Brother Bear stuff. They have the Up stuff. They also have this meet and greet. You can meet Raya from Raya and the Lost Dragon. <laughs> Last Dragon there. So I was like, That okay. is really random. <laughs> this is like, this is random. <laughs> I mean, they had, they had created a very nice setting for her, but it was still like, <laughs> what does this have to do with the California Redwoods? I don't know. But uh, yeah. anyway, uh, that park doesn't have any, you know, California theme really left, but, uh, or very little. But um, yeah. it's still... That was uh, the I. Other than that, I don't think that there's any other up stuff. Yeah, about all that's left of California. Part is like the um, sourdough. Yeah. Place and and most of that's probably going to be gone soon then, when they do the San Francisco. Do the San Francisco, and then um, of course Buena Vista Street, which is just lovely. I think yeah. I love I love the new. Oh uh, yeah, that's true. Carthay's Carthay. Yeah, the car seat circle. Yeah. Mm. Well, there we go. So then they take Munce's ship, uh, the Spirited Adventure, uh, to San Francisco. And then Carl is Russell's friend to get his assisting the elderly badge. You know, and, and when Carl gives Russell the grape soda pin, of course, I'm bawling again. Yeah. So uh, good. It's so cute. And just, you know, uh, then of course they're they're at fence and they're counting the you know the, the the colors of the card which I love and and the blimp is above <laughs> the ice cream store <laughs> since that's what they traveled yeah. you know back back to America in uh, <laughs> which I love um, yeah what too. I also love too Rachel is the end credits I think are so fun with uh, with with those just absolutely delightful photographs that they've drawn of 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 carl and russell you know having having adventures and you know and carl yeah being there for russell i just think they're the most adorable i like thing. that too and we should talk about the music that did michael giacchino score oh that won gosh. the oscar i it's absolutely so deserving. love it i love every note in that film mm-hmm. uh yeah. i think some of the music of course i love the 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 themes that 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 you know we've we've discussed that are played with with the married life and whatnot um but i think that the the, a lot of choices for the background music are are super cool it reminds it it kind of feels like like a disney adventure from the 60s or something you know just just the way i think some of the way the music's used and i it's delightful for me it does have like a vintage quality to it it does i I agree i think you're right and it's so charming Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah he deserves the oscar for sure yeah we're used to getting the randy newman the scores from pixar and uh, this was uh, this had some of that whimsy that his scores tend to have yes but this uh was just very 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 special so he did a great job i'm glad that he won me too so yeah for a long time i i feel like you have to pick something that's you know people ask what's your favorite movie you have to have an answer right and it's hard because there's you like different movies for different reasons. And for a long time, this was my favorite uh, and it kind of got sur- uh, passed by your name. Uh, but it's definitely still in top 10. I okay. still love it. Yeah, I, I wanted to ask you if it's still in your top, still in your top 10. Yeah, I mean, and I also kind of, I, I go back and forth between Inside Out and Up because I love both of those movies. And I think they have similar kind of hearts and emotion. And yeah. 
things. I'm not the same director and, and everything, but um, so sometimes I'll go back and forth kind of, that's kind of similar to my Beauty and the Beast and Little Mermaid kind yeah. of go back and forth between the two, but those are definitely my two favorite Pixar movies. And then, uh, and then Toy, the original Toy Story would be my third. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I hear you. I, uh, typically I'll answer my favorite Pixar is Toy, the original Toy Story. Yeah. I love but that. I gotta say after this most recent watching of up, I'm wondering if I might put up it's it's definitely if not a tie, you know, up up wins. I uh also really love Wally. And, yeah, I love uh, and so um those are Coco kind of Coco is another three. favorite. Coco's terrific. Yeah, that's another favorite. You know, it's, it's so of, hard. It is hard. It is hard. And as we've already discussed, for me, it's kind of depressing in that I just wonder if the best days of Pixar are over. But um I um trying to be optimistic. And and hopefully, I know they've got a lot of smart, good people that work there, and that they can um, make some more really good movies. I hope, hope, hope. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I I, I do worry that the uh, the best uh, has. I do. I I do. I am worried about Pixar as well. I really am. I think Elemental looks kind of derivative and just not that exciting to me and and i hope i'm wrong i hope i see it and i absolutely love it i won't be able to go to the screening because i'm gonna be at christmas con but uh but uh, when i do get to see it i hope i love it yeah i just haven't been that impressed so far in what i've seen yeah uh and uh and so yeah well it's it's a it's an interesting situation, but uh, but we're glad that they gave us up because it's a special film. It, and it is has a, a special huge heart. film. Mm-hmm. And so let us know what you think of Up. Are you in the naysayers that don't love it as much as we do? Love to hear your thoughts in the comments or on Twitter at Disney Talking. And Stanford, where can people find you? On Twitter, I'm at Stanford Clark. And I have a movie podcast and blog at moviespastandpresent.com. Great. And you can find me at Rachel's Reviews, all of our social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Rotten Tomatoes. Check that out. Also, make sure you're following me at the Homeworkies Podcast. And if you are listening on iTunes, please leave your ratings and reviews. That really helps us a lot. And if you are listening on YouTube, please give the video a thumbs up. Subscribe to the channel. We appreciate that so much. We also have the patron group, which is a lot of fun. And we get to talk about all kinds of movies on there. And uh, then we have the merch store. We get hashtag Animation Junkie shirts. So check that out. And uh, thanks again. We'll talk to y'all later. Bye. Bye.